Father, we thank you for your word, God. Father, I just ask for you to come forth like a mighty, mighty river today, God. Come forth, Father God, in Jesus' mighty name. Father God, in Yeshua's name, Father God, come in your name, O God. Fill this place, fill this atmosphere. Break us free, O God, from our mindsets of tradition, religion, ways that we do things, ways that we think, ways that we... And help us to seek you, God, with all of our heart, all of our mind, all that is within us. And seek you, God. The yearnings of our heart, let them be in, in, for all of all of you, God. We seek your face, God. What you're doing. Don't ask you why, just go. Hold on to you and just not let go, Father. That's what we want. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's call this message, Deep Calls. And nothing and nobody is deeper than God. And it's his, I believe it's His Spirit calling our spirit. The deep things of God and the deep things of us. Our spirit calling His. It's like the deep calling the deep. And nothing's deeper than our spirit that God has awakened. Father, we just want what You want, Lord. Not what we want, but what You want, God. We just want what You want for this ministry for our lives for this nation for the nations of the world for your bride god we want what you want if we don't get in alignment and want what we want we're going to miss you completely father god so we need to be doing what you're doing not what we want to do when we want to do it and how we want to do it but we need to do what you want us to do when you want us to do it and we want to do everything that you want us to do and when we do everything that you want us to do we're in your perfect will and then when we're in your perfect will then the windows of heaven and your presence is always available and the windows of heaven are always open. But we need to yearn for you, God, just as that song was, Father God. We need, with all that is within us, not, I don't think I'm going to be too long today because I don't have too much, too many scriptures, but we'll see where God takes us. But I kept getting notes and notes during worship, so. God told me during worship that so many people in the churches in America and the world are are running after people, and if if we're running after people, then we can miss what God has because God we need to run after His glory. He said, and if we run after His glory and we have the glory, God will bring the people because He is the glory to where He is. He will draw them. Not saying that we don't seek and win souls and go after souls, but if we're trying to fill a so many churches are trying to fill the church, and they're not really concerned about the souls. They're concerned about filling the seats and having a big church or a big ministry and have lots of people. But they're not really concerned about the people being glory carriers or the people uh, getting really close to God. It's really about the, 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 the church, the, the place that they're at. But if you're coming into a place that... And you're seeking God's glory, you're going to have that too. And wherever you go, you're going to draw people. See, it's the focus can't be anywhere about people. It has to be about God. But when your focus is on God and what God wants and everything, then God is going to draw people to you, which will draw people to where He is, which ultimately will fill the church. And God, the Bible says, unless the Spirit draws them, you know, and unless God builds the house, we labor in vain. So we need to change our mindset about numbers and people and things and programs and this to to just capturing the father's heart and capturing his and the only way to do that is by his his methods sacrifice and 
Let's see what he says about what he wants. Because he's the oil that we need to produce. Ministries without brokenness are ministries. God said this. Ministries without brokenness are ministries without oil. Because brokenness produces the oil. And sometimes we feel so far from God, but it's only his, he's only, we're in a process. So we feel something that's not really happening because he's there, but he's not there in a sense of us tangibly doing that because what he's doing is he's producing something inside of us that only comes from the deep, calling to deep, that's drawing us deeper to him, that actually brings us into a deeper place where we have realms of glory where he takes us to a thing and even separates us where we think doesn't even give us a message or nothing just doesn't even speak and just does different things and we got to learn to seek him in every situation in every season and every um thing that we do and in that we'll find him so we're so programmed that's why god said don't even play any music for 15 minutes and we need to learn how to get his presence here without any music get his presence here without the person that taps into the spirit and their prayers to release something we all need to be able to do that and when we do that in this ministry and that then the the water is going to overflow it's like this god has given a level of 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 the river of god in here there's and, and, and some say in ezekiel it's like you know go knee deep ankle deep but the problem is most people come and they just sit around the river and God says, if everyone would just get into the river, the, 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 you know how if you get in a pool, and the pool's at this level, but if everybody jumps in the pool, then the pool will overflow. Well, the problem with God's not overflowing here because everyone that He's assigned to be here and, and, and doing the things is not jumping in. They just put their feet in when they get here, and they, and they sit by the side of the pool, and they get their feet a little wet. And, but if they would just jump in, then... That what what they do will will get on someone else, and now but if you jump in and someone's close to you, and then you jump in the pool or in the river, you get them wet. They're like, well, I'm already wet. I might as well just jump in too. Most people don't want to jump in because they don't want to get wet. They don't want to get all of God, but everything is in the river, and I believe that's where when we're in the river is the only time we're gonna really be able. You know, in the Spirit of God constantly is where He's changing us. We come here and we just want to jump in. But if you jump in and you don't get out even when you leave here, you can be doing it all the time. See, we've made this a swimming pool instead of the river of God, wherever we go, anywhere we're at, He's tangible and we can, we're, we can be totally submerged in the river. So we've made, it's not a place, but when we come here all with that saturation and that, we, we pour it out. And then people will come here and then people are not coming just for a good message or just for that. They're coming for God. See, a lot of, a lot of churches, everything, they're attracting people for what, what the soul wants and what people want. But God said the church and, and the prototype that I'm building is that it's got to be me or nothing, all of me. And that's why some, a lot of people don't want that because they have other things that they want. They want religion. But we want Him and all of Him. So we need to run after that, run after His glory. So we need to be unprogrammed. Even in the silence, learn to capture His presence. You can have His presence everywhere you're going. And that's what He's training us to do. To be glory carriers, but also to, to, to have His presence. 
And if he just showed up so big time, everywhere, we would never learn how to seek him. We would never learn how to get a hold of him and keep him. So whatever he's doing, it's because he doesn't want to lose us. Whatever he's doing, he says, it's because he doesn't want us to settle. Whatever he's doing, it's because some of us are asleep and he wants to awaken us. Because complacency is only because you're not seeking him with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. You become complacent not because he's not there, it's because you're not, not, not reaching out to him. And that's what he wants. So we will need to learn how to tap into him without a cheerleader, without a preacher, without, and that's what he's doing. So our job on, is to have an overflow. This should be the, the epitome of our whole week of the glory. And when we come together, it should be an explosion Instead of getting everybody to try to jump into a pool that they should already be in and, and be saturated. Because we're so, we're so worried about our job, our life, our family, and all the different things that we do. And then we just become religious because we come here and we're like, and we love it. Everybody know when service is over on Sunday, everyone's in free, whatever mind stuff. It's like everyone has joy. The love of God starts coming. Everyone's in the spirit. But then what happens? We don't. So if we learn to, to grab hold of that thing and keep it, and all of us, because if one person does not enough, we all need to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Psalms 42 says, As the heart, heart panteth after the water brook, so my soul pants after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have become my meat day and night. Why the continuously say unto me, where is thy God? See, he's saying my tears, and people are asking him, because David is like all about God. And then they're mocking, but say, where's your God? And, she, and, and, and he's crying out. But in that process, he's learning how to seek after God, and he's not giving up just because he doesn't feel it. David didn't give up. He went everywhere he went, but it was trust and faith. Even when he didn't feel God's presence. Even when he didn't... I believe he could win the battle. He did it by faith. You know, he, he didn't go face Goliath because he was such a great and mighty warrior. He went because he trusted in God. My tears have become my meat. His tears have become my meat. Brokenness. That's what God wants us to Brokenness. We need to, to learn how to be broken. When I remember the things, I pour out my soul in me. His soul in him, he pours it out. That woman with the alabaster, remember when you first got saved or whatever, for me at least, I don't know how many people might have just been raised in the church, I don't know, but for me I wasn't. And when I was, it was the brokenest part of my life is when He, the most glory was there. The the most broken part of our life is when we become a living sacrifice when we don't care about nothing but Him because we don't have anything. And maybe God doesn't want to strip everything so you can get back to that place. He wants you to have that same... revelation and reverence and relevant when you needed him with all your heart and not whining complaining I'm not talking about whining and complaining I'm talking about brokenness where all it is is all you want is him he's your meat not your Sunday afternoon fix for a weekly journey to get by for the rest of the week and that's what so if you're struggling it might be because you're complacent if you're struggling it might just because God's doing that if you're miserable it's because not not because God, it's because maybe because God's making you miserable because He wants you to seek after Him, and we're just thinking it's going to be some man lay hands on me and, and something's going to change. No, He wants you to surrender all so He can have you carry the glory like never before. 
to you, anyone here. Because we can't depend on man and we cannot depend on anything but Him. And God is tired of religion. He wants us, He wants us to carry His glory and to have a, a, a house full of glory. The house, the tabernacle of David is a, is a house full of the glory of God. And David could worship and he didn't need a whole big band. He worshiped the Lord even with a couple little instruments and, and the glory was all over and demons flew out of people. He, that's what God wants for us with, with our heart of worship. Not, see, so many churches get the best person with the best voice, the best this, and they cheerlead people and they get in, the presence comes and that's it. But God wants us all to be able to release the presence of God wherever we're at. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul, for I had gone with the multitude, and I went with them in the house of God, with the voice of joy and praise, with the multitude that kept the holy day. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art they disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise Him for help in my kind. So he's and, and we have the scripture like a sacrifice of praise. David praised him even when he was down. We only like praising God when we get the breakthrough. Or we praise God when the check comes through. We praise God and God's like, well, I'm going to stop the breakthrough until you learn how to praise me even when just because of who I am. Seek me not because you need something. Seek me because of who I am. And that's what God's trained us to, to seek him. And it says those that diligently seek Him, He's a rewarder. We want rewards just because we show up to church. Just because we're doing what He asks us. The scriptures say, how dare you? He said that. And there He says, well, you want rewards on this when you're just doing what you're supposed to do? There's a scripture somewhere in the New Testament where He's like, you expect me to just, when you're just doing what you're supposed to do. I mean, big deal. Yeah. He wants us to, He wants to, us, our whole hearts to be baptized with Him. Just like we were when we were in awe and, and, and wonder when we first got saved or whatever big thing He did to us, we would, He wants that because He's a jealous God and He doesn't want to lose us to the things that He gave us because then that's the whole purpose. He gave us the things because we were delighting in Him and then now the things that are, He gave us, we begin to delight in and we lose Him. So He wants to have us to have both. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why are they disquieted within me? Hope in thy God, and I shall praise him with thy countenance. O my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee in the land of Jordan, and, I, and in the hill of Mizar. Deep calleth unto deep, as the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Deep call unto deep. Yet the Lord will command His loving kindness in the day time. And in the night, His song shall be with me. And my prayer unto the God of my life. I will say unto God, my rock, thou has, has thou forgotten me? Even David. God was producing oil in David. Producing intimacy in David. Making David seek Him because it wasn't that he was basically doing anything's wrong and even the times that he's doing wrong he God would chasten him love him because he was trying to keep him so we cannot focus on that we need if things aren't going right focus on God get in a quiet place shut everything out we get so well I'll just watch this or do this or turn on a message that's going to hype me up just seek his face and all of a sudden 
He'll break the He'll come. Because that's what He wants. He gives us the tools to get it, but when we're in, in walking with Him after 10, 15, 20 years, we shouldn't need tools anymore. We should just know how to find Him. David didn't have uh, go to, to Amanda or, t- or turn something on, and they didn't have the internet and all that. He, he found a way yes. to get a hold of God. Yes. And God wants you to find a way to get a hold of Him. Yes. Because if you find a way to get a hold of Him, you'll never lose Him. I will say unto my God, my rock, thou hast forgotten me. I will go in the morning because the oppression of thy enemy. As with a sword in my bones. Sometimes the attacks of the enemy because we're, we're running after other things than him. So God allows the enemy to come. And David had opposition in, in the flesh, but everything now in the New Testament is in the spirit. So we might not have people trying to invade our home and, 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 and you know bind us and get us and take us into captivity, but the devil sure wants to do that. So everything now is in the Spirit. So basically the warfare that we fight is with uh, pushing off. And there's a battle all the time. David was a man of war. And God wants us to be a man of war. To fight for the presence of God. Fight for the glory of God. And fight to keep it. And that is the biggest fight. Because the devil will send even people in the flesh to distract you from him. And that's where he's training us to be. Because he wants us not to be... Tapping into the glory only, but to be glory carriers. As with a sword in my bones, my enemies reproach me while they say daily unto me, Where is thy God? Mocking. The devil does that all the time to us in our minds, mocks us when things don't go right. But why things are not going right? Because we're not seeking after God. If, if we're hidden in the cleft of the rock, then we're hidden from the devil. And if God hides us from our enemies, that's what he did to David. He hid him sometimes in secret places. And we need to find out where the secret place is in our heart. Not some closet that you might, you might get that, but that can become religious. Because if you find Him in your heart, and wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, in any time, any place, then you'll be hidden in Him. And that's what He wants us to be in Him continuously. Why art thou soul cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. Hope in Him, for I shall yet praise Him who is health to my countenance and my God. See, when David said He's my God, he's saying He's my, He's really His God, not His religion. Somebody say, Yeah, guess my God. But when you, we have to get this in our spirits, like He's our God. That means He's our everything. He is our rest, our peace, our joy, our our blessing. Our, our protection, everything. It's not just He's my God. He's I believe I'm a I'm just a Christian. Yeah, that's my God. That's what religion does all the time. It's like that's my God. Um, I'm a Christian. Yeah, that's my God. Yeah, uh, Yahweh's my God. Yeah, Yeshua is my God. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's, but that's not what He's concerned about. He's like He says right here, my countenance. Who is my health in my countenance? He His countenance. He's the one that puts a smile on my face. Not what He gives me. It's Him. So it's like the true joy of our salvation comes from Him. The happiest time in our life was when we found Him. And then we lose Him, and then He makes us find Him. And He wants us to find Him to where we seek after Him continuously. But if we just say, Ah, you know what, God, here I am. You know, please show up. If you don't show up today, then it's just going to be a worse day tomorrow. He's not going to. He wants you to go after Him. And He'll pressure you to that because we must have oil. 
So we get other gods to take his place, and then then that's even worse. He wants us to be conduits to 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 touch other people. We need to know how to position ourselves with him wherever we're at, and that's what he's doing. Let's read Psalm sixty-three. Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I what seek you. Early. That means first. We need to seek him. Because if not, we will end up waking up have a, and a bad night, have to seek Him so we can get some peace. But if we seek Him first, we don't have to end up at the end of the day getting up when we should be sleeping, which is really the beginning of the next. The end of the day is in the middle of the night, getting woken up because we can't sleep because we're so far away from Him and the devil's messing with us and we have all these worries and cares and everything on our mind. So if we seek Him early and first... We'll find him, not religiously, but as, as a first thing. And that's what he wants us to go after him. He says, I will seek thee, my soul thirsts for thee, my flesh longeth for thee, in a dry and thirsty land, where there is no where the where no water is. It's like that. A desert. And you're in a desert. And it's like this. We're in a desert and and there's the water. And it's like but what happens is the devil puts What's that called? An oasis? No, um, the other one. God can be the oa- uh, the um, mirage. mirage of what will satisfy us. Money, jobs, people, places, soul ties, this thing, that thing. And we run after that thing. When we get to it, it disappears and we're still thirsty and dry. And all it's saying is like, he's right there. But it takes a little work. It takes a little, like, because you can't really see it because you can't see him so the devil puts a mirage in front of you. But you can't really see God, but you know He's there. But see, we go by now instead of um, uh, go, um, uh, by, go by faith and not by sight, right? So we go by sight, so we see what the devil's given us. And then a, a mirage comes, and we run after that. And by the time we get there, it keeps going further. And we never obtain anything. And we end up running and working harder. And if we put that same effort in just to seek God that we cannot see, but He's right there in the desert, we can't see Him unless we put on our spiritual eyes. He says we walk by faith, not by sight. But if we tap into that right there, He's there. He said, I'll make a path in the wilderness and a, and a, and a river in the desert. But we always want to go by what we see, by what we feel, but not by what the Word says and by faith. And that's our problem. We want then people go to whole across the world to a special conference because they saw the ad and they heard they saw what they said they'll get and half the time you get there and you get nothing because God says I was right where you were and you're looking for something but what I have is right here and if I've and and and, and that's all because when we get 10 15 years we shouldn't have to run across to get a something that's not even half the stuff is just uh, hype and, you know, double portion this, double portion that. God wants you to seek Him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we do, I mean, there are some legitimate gatherings, but most of them are just hype for money and they're all mm-hmm. about people that are offering hunters. They just want to have a meeting because that's how they make their living. And they have a gift and they're out there prostituting themselves and... They become famous. Now they even got, you know, cooler posters and glamorous things. And they get their hair done special and all these different things. And and it almost looks like, you know, a a Hollywood entertainment venue. 
when and you know and it's like and then a gift and it's like and it attracts you but when you get there it's like this is no bigger or better than what I had when I where I came from mm-hmm. and you go home uh, sad maybe not in the beginning of your walk because you're hearing things you never heard and all that you're like so that's the trick of it but you can hear those things anywhere because of the love and kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. That's got to be our heart. So see the power and the glory. Let me go back to verse 2. I skipped it. And so I have seen in thy sanctuary. And in us now, we. Back then, he didn't have a real. David didn't realize that we would be like the tabernacle of David ourselves, the walking tabernacle, like in our own. And it's like, it's in us now. We can get the glory more. It's like, we don't have to go to a place no more. We carry it. I, we don't go to Israel to 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 find God or go prayer at the prayer wall. We are the the, the living sacrifice. We are the incense going to heaven. It's our words. So we we don't go anywhere. We are that wherever we are. So God's like, seek me wherever you are, and you'll find me. Because thy loving kindness is better than thy life. So we need to know what He is and what He's always been, and don't let the the mirage. Make you run and run, and then you're you're about ready to fall out. And and he's anywhere. I mean, you can run way far away because he's on omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's in every square inch of the world. And even if you make your bed in hell, he said he'd be there. So he's everywhere. And we keep running after things that never satisfy us. So he's like, until I become your satisfaction, then. You're going to be running exhausted. You're not going to be happy. And you are. You, your soul is going to be disquieting and you're not going to be satisfied. Because I have made it like this. Since you become born again, what used to satisfy you, which really didn't satisfy you, but you are feeding your flesh and your flesh was getting satisfied. Now it's me and I'm the only thing that will sustain you. And it's His mercy and grace that's doing that. So we beat it ourselves up and everything else, but God's just like, it's me. It's me. And let me. And as you... In His presence, that's where He changes us. My soul shall be satisfied, all thy marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise Thee with joyful lips. When I remember Thee, um, see, remember Him. Even Jesus, when He was on the boat with His side, was like, don't you remember what I just did? And He's like, really? And He was with them in the flesh. So when we start to remember His promises, remember His Word, remember what He did for us, Remember what He's done on our bed. In other words, have Him on our mind, not uh, when we're going to get a raise, when we're going to get this, when's our next vacation, and all this. Remember Him and, and, and meditate on Him day and night. And then you'll have peace. And then you'll be filled with oil. Because He's pressing you, because He wants you broken for Him, so you can be broken for them. And if you're broken for Him, you're broken for them. Because what you've done unto the least of these, you do it unto Him. So you don't seek after them, you seek after Him. And when you seek after Him, He will draw them. And then you'll have the love and the compassion to pour out, not misled compassion that religion only manifests. When I remember Thee upon my bed and meditate on Thee day and night and Thy watches, because Thou hast my help, therefore the shadow of my wings will I rejoice. My soul will follow hard after you. See, we need to believe that. Mm-hmm. Thy right hand upholdeth me. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. We know that is. Thou shalt fall by the sword, 
and thou shalt be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. Every one that sweareth by him shall glory. By the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. Brokenness, don't get it. Without brokenness, it'll always be misled compassion. Because we're doing things because we're seeing a situation instead of being broken for that where the oil will come forth, where there'll be um, miracle signs and wonders and God will, God will flow. In other words, Jesus never ran crazy on the need. He was always led by the Spirit. So if we always try to run to fix a need, we will be running all the time because everybody needs something all the time. And then people in religion say, well, we need to do this, we need to do that. No, all we need to do is have a broken and a contrite spirit and be so lost in Him that we have so much glory that He manifests because He's what we need to get people and He is what they need, not what we have. We, if only if it's Him that we have that we're given because that's just religion. So we can be run like Jesus went to the pool. There was all these people. And it said he didn't say he talked to anybody else. He spoke to the one guy. And he says, and the guy was brought there. And he says, I have no man to put me in the pool. And Jesus is like, why are you looking for a man when I am the man? And honestly, that's what he wants is him to be everything. He is it. So... It didn't say then, he just waved his hand at everyone at the pool and he got glory and everyone knew he was the Messiah. It, and then he says he went away. What we do is start praying for everybody. You see what I'm saying? Religion, oh, everyone has need and we'll, you know, preach the... You know, sometimes we've gotten so, so concerned that God is so involved in the masses that we end up getting lost in the masses when in our, our own self get lost in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't. When the crowd came... It's because he was carrying the glory. They followed him. He didn't attract them with something in the soul, which ends up happening. And there was more fruit because they people. That's what revival will do. People will hear what is going on, and they'll want that. And if you tell them something that the Bible says it's going on, but then they come and it's not really going on, then they just go, and then they say, "Well, I'll just go with." It's just another religion. See, the difference is getting a hold of God and, and having God draw the people than trying to get the people and say, hey, look, God's done all this and read the Bible and preach. And then the people, there's very little fruit. But when the revival is, is God shows up and the people come for what He has. And because it's the glory. So that's why if we, we need to seek the glory and then God will always, because He is the glory, it's the glory of the Lord. It's His glory. So it's Him. So we need to fill that tabernacle in our dwelling places, in our homes, in our cars with Him and His presence. And that's what He's wanting for us to be doing. That no one can resist Him because He is the creator of all things and the maker of our souls. And He breathed life into us. Now that we're born again, He wants to fill us with His glory. And the king shall rejoice in God. And it says everybody will. It, and, and it says king. Everyone. See, people heard about Jesus, but actually when they got to him, they saw the evidence of it. People are tired of hearing about all this stuff that God does, but they don't see any fruit. And people that pretend to be saved, 
And they don't live, they, they see the church as hypocrites. So that's not what God's about. He wants us to, to be oil carriers. We need to be filled with oil. Let what we see, okay, this is what God told me. We, let the righteous anger, the things that we see in the church, around the government, the injustices, and all the different things, create brokenness. Instead of recurring righteous anger, because then we just get mad, and then we don't see God. Then we try to do things in the flesh, or we try to preach something to come. But if, it, if, if we let that create brokenness, then the oil will come, and the oil will be poured out. Preparation brings oil. So does pressure. And if you look at, in the midst of, in the, midst of um, the earth, there's oil. It's funny how God uses oil, but then He uses oil, and then He talks about oil. But in the earth, there's oil. And what, what makes the oil is heat and pressure. Heat and pressure. And, well, the Bible says there's ten virgins. Their lamps are full of oil. That's some Heat and pressure. The fire of God burning out everything that would take the place of the oil, the glory. And, I, and, it, and, and the oil produces the glory. So, heat and pressure. The fire of God and Pressure from God. He's pressed, hard pressed on every side. Paul said, perplexed, pressure. Uh, the things that pressure, we run and broken in the contrast here and seek his face. Instead of trying to fix everything or take, and then what we do, they'll send him to the doctor, I'll give her some pills. And I was like, no, that was pressure to seek me. Now you want to just get lost. So the pressure produces oil. Same with the olive. How do you get oil out of an olive? Pressure. So God is hard pressing. What is the glory? There's there's the kebab glory in the Old Testament. When the weighty glory comes on us too. God's pressuring us. Sometimes the glory is pressuring us and we don't even feel it. It's the kebab glory that's right above us pressing us because it's God Himself is the glory. So He's hard pressed, shake, shake, and He's going to shake everything that can be shaken. The only thing that remains is the oil. So... The fire of God producing that oil in us. And that's what we got to seek after Him. Seek after Him. And, and only He can give us true brokenness. We can't become or else we're just fake. Broken. Brokenness only comes after seeking after God because he, the, the woman with the alabaster knew that her only hope was Him. And so she poured out her whole heart and literally broke her heart, but she also broke the alabaster box of oil. As a, I think of a sign of pressure of, of, of the oil of brokenness. And in that prophetic sign, she's also anointing Jesus for burial. But also, the oil in us anoints us for burial. It, it, it replaces us with Him. Remember John said, I must decrease that He might increase. So, He is the oil. Actually, it's, it's, it's the truth, the Word of God, the, the, the pressure, everything that God is consuming us with the fire. So, that's what it is, is allowing us to go through the pressure of producing oil through brokenness. Psalms 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your love and kindness in the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot, not, blot out my transgressions. Wash me from mine iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions. My sin is ever before me. For I acknowledge... It, oh God. See, He wants us to acknowledge our need for Him. That's what you do in the secret place. That's how you get broken. You acknowledge that you can't, you need Him so much. That's what relationship is. Saying, I can't do it and I need you. And as you release 
you, you get more of Him. And that's what He's wanting us to be broken in this place. Because you will not have as much fruit when you minister if, until you're broken. Behold, the desire you desire, I desire truth. He says, and sharpen, shape in me in iniquity. Well, let me go to four sword. And only have I sinned and done evil in thy sight. Thou is the mightiest justified when they speaketh to be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you desire truth in my inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me known no wisdom. Purge me, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which have broken may rejoice. Brokenness. Hide thy face from thy sins and blot out my iniquities. Create in me a heart, a clean heart. O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then I will teach transgressors their way and sinners shall be converted unto me. See, David knew I couldn't, he couldn't do nothing without God. See, People are ministering all over the place, but really without God. In their sin, in their iniquity, ministering iniquity. They do iniquity Monday through uh, Saturday, but then they want to minister. But God, does, and they don't see the glory. Because God has to have a clean heart and clean hands. So in that holiness, it's like, so there's just a gift that only goes so far. A gift can, 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 can help the, the flesh and all that, but only, only God can go deep. Because deep calls unto deep. Deep calls unto deep. And He's calling us deeper today. Deliver me from thy blood guiltiness, O God, and thou be my salvation. My tongue shall sing out loud with righteousness. O Lord, open thy lips and thy mouth, and show forth thy praise, for thy desire is not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou not delight in burnt offering, and the sacrifice of God are a broken spirit. A broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart. O God, Thou will I despise. Do good in Thy good pleasure. Build, yea, the walls of Jerusalem. Thou shalt be pleased with Thy sacrifice and uprightness, righteousness and burnt offerings, and Thy whole burnt offerings. And then Thou shalt offer the bullocks upon Thy altar. So He's saying, I'm going to do the sacrifice. But now you know what? It's all in one. Because we're not living sacrifices. So for God to really accept us for who we are and what He wants to do, we need to have a broken and contrite spirit like that. Because now we give ourselves to the altar. Because now before David would bring his offering to the Lord. But God was still saying, you, before you actually bring that offering to me, I want you first. And that is obedience. To follow after him with all of our heart. As a deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants. Do you ever imagine that? When he says about being in a desert. He's like, God wants us to desire that. If you have to, go do that. Go on a dry fast and go out to, to the hot beach in the middle of the summer for a couple all day. And at the end of the day, and then do some jogging and then see how thirsty you get. If you, sometimes you got to do things, do something crazy that's going to make you really get in. in, in, in because some people don't, don't understand the Word of God. They can't really picture the thing. It's like, they don't sin. This is... A deer that's been running, 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 and is so thirsty, he's looking for the river. And, you know, there's 
can have instincts of he could probably smell the water and but he's like he doesn't know exactly how close it is but he's running until he can find that thing and God wants us to run after him the same way and we just come on oh it's Sunday I do this oh it's Wednesday oh it's Monday morning and and he's like he doesn't accept your living sacrifice that's the problem why we're why we're feeling a lot of the ways that we're feeling why we're being tormented it's because we haven't learned that we need to go after Him with all of our heart. Religion don't tell you that. God tells you that in His Word. Okay. So it's not even about... So we coming together here is to encourage one each other to be like that deer that pants after the run. Not so many of us run after things and things that we can even be good for God, fine. But that's just good. But when you get Him, you get everything. So if you run after Him, just like He says, seek first His kingdom and His righteousness and all these things... These away, these um, mirages that you're running after, they're not even there. It's like, I'm right here, and all those things you get two steps away. But you're running after this, and it's been a big cycle. And, and what he's doing, he's pressuring us right now, and, that, and, weigh, and weighing us down because he wants us to seek him. Because we're not doing it on a, on a daily basis. We're doing it only because we, need, we, want, we want relief. And he is the relief. So the minute we do that, so if we live in the relief, we can actually be living in the glory and stay in the, in the pool, in the river. And then when we get other people, it starts to go out into the world. It's overflowing. It's like overflow. It's like the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's like being filled with the Holy Spirit and you're almost overflowing. And it's all, all over you and all in you. And it's called, that's called a baptism. But we know that God's in us, so He's already put His Spirit in us. So He baptizes us in Him. So in, in Him, in, in fire. So we need to be a burning blaze for Him and only get that after we seek after Him because He is the fire. So He says, Then shalt thou be pleased with thy sacrifices and righteousness and thy burnt offerings, and, and they shall be... And then God will be satisfied, happy with you. People are trying to do everything out there without really doing it in here for Him. Oh, if I just, you know, I'm just witness to somebody. Oh, I, like God must be so happy. I just, you know, did this thing for some. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, I just spoke to someone. No, it's that like He wants your heart totally consumed with Him, that you seek after Him, like He's your last breath. And then also, thing is like, just as you do this, hold your breath, and He says it'd be like that, holding your, and that's what He wants. Just that's something you can do now. You don't have to wait for the middle of the summer and go to the to the beach and not drink all water all day. Don't breathe and hold your breath so you can't do it anymore. Do it right now. Everybody hold your breath. Or actually blow it out because we don't have time for it. Well, I better take a breath because I'm about to fall out. But anyway, started feeling comfortable, right? You started losing your mind. You started losing your your balance. I even saw my lips are even tingling now. Well, make God like your the last, like, you need breath. And It'd be more like doing it into something like a plastic bag or something, because that gets scary. But you want to, like, uh, it's like there, and we're like, and then he's the breath of life. He is the breath of life, and we need to, to seek him like that, because it's so normal. We even take, a, take for granted, like, breathing, because it's always there. He's always there. Don't take him for granted, though. Last scripture, and we'll close. Matthew 25, 1-13. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took, took their lamps, 
and took no oil with them. Didn't get a life of brokenness, broken contrite spirit. Didn't seek God, His truth, His presence. They were just, you know, they said a prayer and they were believers. You know, they believed. They said a prayer, they went to church once in a while, but they weren't really seeking after Him. Because if you seek Him, you'll find Him. And if you seek after Him, He'll fill you up with whatever it is. With the knowledge of Him. He'll fill you up with wisdom. He'll fill you up with glory. And He'll make you fill you up with fire. Because it's not just a little light. It's He's an all-consuming fire. He'll fill you up with Him. And I believe He represents the oil. And in that is the, is the Spirit. He'll fill you with the Spirit. Deep, the Spirit of God is... Reaching for the spirit, not the soul, not the flesh. He wants to get your soul out of the way that he can connect in your spirit. So as the deer pants for the living water, it's like as my soul pants for you, 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 and your spirit connects in that place because your soul is connecting your spirit man. So your spirit man basically runs the show and not your soul is not run after the, the mirage is that the devil puts on there. It's him. And then you tap into the river, then he's tapped into you. So let's start tapping into him like never before, because we don't want to be foolish. But the wise took, it says, And the foolish took their lamps, but took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels and their lamps. In their vessels, I just never really saw that. And their lamps. There's something with that. I'm going to have to dig that a little bit. They took oil Oil in their vessels and their lamps. So they they didn't just get enough oil for just themselves. They were took enough, they took extra in the vessels. Got that means they got more and more and more than, than as much as they can get. They had more of God, more of God. But it's funny, they wouldn't even give some that were in the vessels away at the end. The bridegroom tarried and slumbered and slept. And that's what I see going on a lot around in, in the churches and in, in our lives and slumbering and sleeping when we should be really pressing into Him. You know, just living every day. You know, it's fine. Not, not sinning, big sin or nothing. Do what we're supposed to do. Maybe we think that, you know, I'm, I'm not like them. You know, I'm not like, you know, just religious Pharisees. We come, you know, we're doing the right thing, paying our bills, not sinning. You know, if we do a little sin, doing this, but you're just getting by, and God's like, I can't stand that. And where we think, religion, that's so great. We're so we're not like them. We're not like the world. And God's like, that's not what I, 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 I made you become born again for. I made you informed to be like that deer that pants for me. So it's like, and as we said to that guy that came in all dirty and that, and ran, he, that guy was broken. He was broken. The other guy was doing everything right. He was in church. He was doing his thing, paying his bills, keeping his job. Bringing his tithing, his mints, his room. And the other guy comes in broken and crying out to God for desperate that he needs him. And God wants us to be that other guy, but that guy too. He wants us to be that guy in the sense of desperately needing God because how wretched he's feeling because he's desperate for him. At the same time, keeping your job, doing the right things, not sinning, and doing that. Not getting a haughty attitude like, this is, I've arrived. But being like that person, that's why he says, blessed are those that are poor in spirit. Blessed are those that are poor in spirit, not that arrived in spirit, that are poor in spirit, that are so need of God because He is spirit. So deep calling on the deep constantly that how deep can, can we go? But we get so complacent, go on mission trip, see the glory, and we say, okay, 
But God said, there's so much greater than I am. I have so much more. And he's not going to just give it to anybody just because they show up to a place and do what they're supposed to do. We need to seek him. And I'm preaching to myself. I need to seek him. And I pray that this season we seek him more than we've ever saw him before. Because what God wants to do with, and he doesn't want to do things. He doesn't get much glory doing things with a church of 30,000 people. He wants to do things with just a few. A few people that he can get his glory. He can't get glory, much glory when he's got 10 million people doing the same thing, pushing. No, that's why he said Gideon. Get rid of all that were lapping their water off, doing that. He said, now those, and then get, because he doesn't, he, he's, he, he, he wants to get glory. And he wants to produce the glory through us. So he's pressing us today as the, like the olive to get the oil out. That's why the representation of the olive oil is the oil that they, and, and you get it by pressing. How do you get good wine? By pressing it. And you and it gets the, and you press it, and you get. So he presses you to bring out the new wine. Just to pour the new wine, he presses you, breaks you. So just think of you as a grape. Go push it, and look how broken that thing looks. Or go press it on. So he's pressing us to produce oil. And if we keep pushing away the pressing and just seek those away uh, mirages, then we're not going to get any oil, and we're not going to get in. We're just going to get misery. And He's not going to relent. He's going to keep pressing us till we finally find out that we need to meet Him. And we need to be desperate for Him. As a deer pants for the living water, so my soul pants after the living God. Not after anything else. So He will strip us until we pant after Him. Or He will let us be tormented till we strip after Him. He will allow whatever it takes, whatever He'll use every means of whatever He's created to push us into that place of producing oil. Because He... He's coming back for lamps that are full of oil. It says it right here. And if we're not full of oil, He's not going to get us. He's not going to get us. Look, it says here, And the foolish said, And, and, and He says, and, at the, and, and when He came, the bridegroom tarried and slumbered and slept. And at the midnight, there was a cry made. And behold, you know, He says He's going to split the heaven. He's going to cry. And then everyone's like, Oh, He's here finally. And the people only that are getting, getting the oil are the ones that are acting like He could come back tonight. And that's what happens. It's like we get so caught up in our religiosity and, and our routine and our programs, the way we do church, the way we seek Him, that He's not even there anymore. And He's like, I, I've gone off. Yeah, you caught me there last season, but now I'm doing this. And if you're seeking after Him like that, you'll find Him. But lay, He said this, And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us your oil, for our lamps have gone out. And the wise answered, saying, Not so. Lest there be not enough for us and you, but you go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. But why they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And see, God's shouting right now, I'm coming soon. This is the shouts now. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he's not yet come, but he's like, in the prophetic realm that we know, it's really close. And people are like, they're going to, they want to just buy it. They want to go to a double anointed service in some um, place, like I was saying, and then have somebody lay hands on you, and then it's poor, go buy your oil, give them an offering, and give them some of your, their oil. Or go, go give an offering, or pay, you know, $187 for a conference fee, and, and, and go up there with your little cup, and think you're going to, and, and God's, God doesn't do it that way. It's between you and Him. Right. So the ones that are actually selling the oil, 
they're not going to have any either. Because they, they sold what they're not supposed to sell. And this oil cannot be bought. Know how you buy it? There is a price to pay. It's intimacy. It's seeking Him as a deer pants for the water. That's how you buy it. It's not money on the earth. And it's not, it's not show up to this place. And this is a, uh, it, it's, 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 it's our walk with Him. And he's, he's crying out. The bridegroom, it says here. And He made, behold, the bridegroom comes. So the prophets are prophesying the bridegroom is coming. Go get your oil before it's too late. Because if he, 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 and it says here, and then while he went, and the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him in the marriage, and the door was shut. We have so many parables about the door being shut. It doesn't say, you know, you said a prayer, so the door is always open to you. It's, it's about relationship, about following him. Like a deer, he's the river, and you're a deer, and you're paying him for it. That's what our, our, our walk has to be like. That's what the Bible says. I mean, it's great. We get, we get people to crusade or, or, or to place or to say a prayer and do this. But if we don't get them to seek after God, it's not guaranteed that they're going to be with Him. Because if they seek after Him, fill themselves and don't have any oil, it says right here that the door will shut on them. Because they're, 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 they're out doing, trying to, trying to do something the quick and easy way. When God wants us and always has, we must become living sacrifices. And we must become broken and have a broken and contrite spirit. This way, we people will only see Christ in us and the hope of glory that's inside of us. And they will see hope. It's not just just shiny gifts. Do not get a, a, a free ticket into the kingdom. Jesus said, many said, Lord, Lord, and on that day, he said, and these people with gifts, if they were ministering the gospel, they must, they must have had a gift from the Holy Spirit. But it doesn't guarantee it. It's the oil that guarantees us access into 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 eternity with Him. It's the oil. That's what it says. But He answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Just like He said to the other thing. Watch, therefore. There's another way to get oil. Watching and praying. Prayer oil. For you neither know the day nor the hour where the Son of Man comes. So Father, we thank You, Lord, that we pray over this house. We pray over the listeners, God. That we will seek You, God. And we will seek You in any way. Yeah, I, I mean... God will use men and women to kind of to pour into us too. But if that becomes your only source, it's, it'll never be enough. That can add to what God's giving, but it cannot be the only fulfillment that we have. It will not fill us to the way God wants us to fill us. He wants us to be filled from Him and Him alone. I will seek after the living God, and Him will I trust. Him will I, him will I worship. Him will I praise. Him will, and we just lift your hands right now, and let's just say some decrees that to Him. Say, Jesus, help us to seek after you. Holy Spirit, leave us not alone. Press us. Shake us. Do whatever it takes to produce your, your, your oil. To produce holiness. To, to produce brokenness. To give us a broken and a contrite spirit. That you can pour us out. Pour us out. Jesus, God of, of, of all heaven and earth, You sent Yourself to die on the cross and rose again that You can have a body. A body full of oil. Anointed for burial. Father God, You did not do it any other way. Do it any other way. 
we have to be connected to the body, but the body has to be connected to you. So there is a connection. And in that connection, there is one big ladder that comes down. And you not only come down, but you're also looking to make us that ladder. To make us that open heaven. The glory carriers. But we have to be connected to you. And that also is connected to a body. You before came on... You guys don't have to say it, no. You came down before on men and they prophesied and they released and they prayed and they did miracles. Now we're connected to a... We should be connected to one another that does miracles and does different things. And, and, and when we come together, the, 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 the river flows and, overflow, and it overflows that we are the body of Christ. And it's in our connection to you that we connect to one another. There's no way to connect to one another when we, when we haven't been connecting to you all the time. So Father God, teach us how to connect. Divine connection to you, God. Divine connection to you, where you're at, whenever you're at, how you're at, whatever you're telling us to do, to be broken. And to be broken in the secret place, God. This cannot be fabricated in the flesh. It has to be sincere in you, Father God. So we say, Father, pour out your, pour out your Spirit, God. And make us poor in spirit, God. And we seek you, God. We seek you, God. When you, while you can be found, O oh God, we beg you, Father, do not shut the door on our face. God, I'm not, we are saying we need you, God. And if we're being complacent, if we're sleeping, waking us, shout it, sound the alarm. I don't care how aggravated I get. I don't care whatever it takes, do it, God. If you got to strip us, strip us. Whatever it takes, God, to not shut the door on our face. Because we want to know You and the power of Your resurrection. Father, we repent today, O oh God. Deliver us, O oh God. Deliver us from our own wicked hearts, God. Deliver us from our own fleshly desires. This is the cry of our hearts, God. Fill our lamp with oil. Put, let us see, O oh God. Give us the keys, God. Help us wherever we need help, O oh God. And we thank You, God. We're going to go from glory to glory. Oil to oil. Oil to oil, to more oil, to more oil. Because God doesn't only want you to carry it. He wants you to, to be a conduit of oil to the world, to the glory that pours out of us. Father, we seal your word. We seal your intention today, God, is to say, Wake up and seek me why I can be found. 